From Hollywood, California, the makers of old gold cigarettes present the Comedy Theater. The only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's play, the radio version of the Paramount production, The Major and the Minor, starring Joan Fontaine and Sonny Tufts. And here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we are very proud to present the lovely and very talented actress, Miss Joan Fontaine, who incidentally can currently be seen in the Hal Wallace production for Paramount, The Affairs of Susan. Appearing with Miss Fontaine is that rapidly rising young star, Sonny Tufts, whose fine performance in the <laughs> Paramount Technicolor production, Bring On the Girls, has assured him of a top spot among the nation's stars. But now, on with our play tonight, The Major and the Minor. <laughs> According to Webster, a wolf is a dog-like animal of the genus Canis. Well, obviously, Mr. Webster never moved in the same circles as Susan Applegate. Like our little boy in the fable, Miss Applegate has done nothing but cry wolf, wolf since her arrival in New York, <laughs> but with a lot of reason. However, from now on, things are going to be different for Susan. Just this morning, she was hired by the Resplenda Hair Conditioning Institute, an organization that boasts a selected and gentlemanly clientele, as you are about to discover. Hello, I'm Mr. Osborne. Come in. Yeah. What's your name, pretty maiden? Applegate. Just Applegate? Nothing in front of it? Uh, Miss. <laughs> Why, that's positively terrific. I always say, give me any girl with a sense of humor. Is that what you always say? No, sometimes I just say, give me any girl. <laughs> I can see you're very broad-minded. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, you know, Miss Applegate, I've got a feeling that this marks the start of a beautiful friendship. Yes, sirree. We've got to drink to that. Uh, what'll it be? Bourbon and ginger ale? Mr. Osmond, aren't you forgetting something? Ice cubes? No, your scalp massage. Now, now, Miss Applegate, mustn't be impatient. First, we'll have a little drinky-poo, then we'll have a little bitey-poo. Mr. Osborne, you're going to have a little egg shampoo. <laughs> Poo. I am not. What do you bet? Anything you want to bet. And I won't lose, either. Miss Applegate... If you put that egg on my head, I shall have to report you for this. Ah! Ah. You know what that means. Yes, I know what that means. I'm going back to Stevenson, Iowa. Train leaving on track nine for Philadelphia, Wilmington, Baltimore, and Washington. One day, coach. Stevenson, Iowa, on the 525. Here you are, miss. Thank you, and here you are. 27.50 on the nose. 32.50. They boosted the price, lady, last February. That's a fine thing for a great big railroad to do. Get you to come here for 27.50, and as soon as your back is turned, they raise the ante. 
Well, I guess I'm the world's prize idiot. Look, lady, I don't know you well enough to debate that point. <laughs> Next. One ticket for Indianapolis, please. What about the child? Uh, he takes half fare. How old are you, Sonny? And Junior, tell the nice man how old you are. What do you think I am, a stool pigeon? <laughs> He's 11. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Uh, oh, uh, what's the half fare to Stevenson, Iowa? Are you here again? Uh, yes. The fare, half, 1625. Why? Uh, nothing. Oh, madam. Uh, yes? Where's the nearest store that sells children's dresses? <laughs> Uh, here you are, mister. Half fare? Uh-huh. How old are you, miss? Uh, 12 next week. So you're going to be 12 next week, huh? Uh-huh. I'm going to have a party and a cake and candles and presents and everything. Uh, when were you born? Uh, quite a while ago. <laughs> what year? Oh, let me see. Uh, 1945 minus 12, 25. Put down three, nine, and count. Oh, 1933. You look kind of filled out to be only 12. <laughs> How do you explain it? Vitamins. Vitamins? <laughs> A and B and gland trouble. The gland trouble runs in the family, and so do I. Hey, come back here, come back so here. I'm in a hurry. Oh, that was close. Hello. Uh, What's the matter, child? Are you lost? Uh, well, sort of, kind of. Well, maybe I can help you. Uh, what's the letter on your mother's drawing room? Uh, I'm not with mother. I'm alone. Well, where's your ticket? The man took it. Conductor? Well, suppose we ring for him. Oh, no, please. I don't like him. <laughs> why not, child? Oh, uh, well, he, he's a Jap spy. That's what he is. He's really like measles and, and Dick Tracy. Oh, you poor dear. <laughs> what's your name, child? Susan. Only they call me Susu. Well, Susu, since you lost your ticket, you're going to sleep right there. What? Oh, oh, no, I couldn't. In heaven's name, why not, child? There's an extra berth. Oh, well, you're awful kind, but my mother told me, well, after all, you are a strange gentleman. <laughs> well, permit me to introduce myself. My name is Kirby, Major Philip Kirby. Uh, pleased to meet you, Major Kirby. Well, thank you. I'm assigned as an instructor at the Wallace Military Institute, and though not for long, I hope. I just spent a week in Washington trying to get a transfer. Oh, gosh, all the way to Washington just for a transfer. I could have got you one from the streetcar conductor. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, now that we've dispensed with the formalities, suppose we go to bed. Uh, Major Kirby. <laughs> Now, Sue, <laughs> don't call me Major. It makes me feel positively ancient. Just call me Uncle Philip. Uncle Philip? That's fine. Now, have you got a nightie with you? Ye yes, Uncle Philip. Well, why don't you go in the washroom and change? Are uh, you sure it's all right? Perfectly. Just sing out if you have any trouble with your buttons. <laughs> I haven't had any button trouble for a long, long time. <laughs> Well, hurry, dear, and Uncle Philip will tuck you in. Oh, you really don't have to. Nonsense, child. There's no trouble at all. It'll be a pleasure. That's exactly what I was afraid of. Uh, 
blow up. <laughs> Did you sleep well? Uh-huh. Uh, why is the train stop? Well, we're at my station. We just stopped here for 20 minutes, and I just want to say goodbye. Oh. Uncle Philip. Yes? There's something I must tell you, something I want to explain. What's that? Well, maybe I'd better get dressed first. You know, Susu, you're a very peculiar girl. Oh, you don't know the half of it. Will you excuse me a minute? Certainly. Where's that lipstick? My chest, get a tap, get green and yellow. Philip, Philip, darling, guess who's... Oh, I beg your pardon. Uh, oh, that's quite all right. I must be in the wrong drawing room. Or, or am I? I wouldn't know. That's Philip's grip. I'd recognize it anywhere. I gave it to him for our engagement. And he has the nerve. Shh, the conductor isn't supposed to know. And neither am I. I suppose. <laughs> Why, Pamela, darling. How dare you? And after I drove 37 miles over horrible roads to find out how my poor, lonely fiancé occupied himself on his trip home. What are you talking about? That that, that woman in your drawing room, Philip. Pamela. Of all the cheap, revolting tricks. Well, we'll see what Daddy has to say about this. Pamela, come back here. Pamela. Is anything wrong, Uncle Philip? <laughs> Brother. Everything, Susu. Listen, child, I've got to ask you for a terrific favor. Yeah? Will you come home with me? What? You see, that lady's father's the head man at the Wallace Military Institute, and after Pamela talks to him, he's bound to think that you and I... Uh, oh, you wouldn't understand, Susu, but it's awfully important. Will you do it for me, please? Mm, I'd love to, because you're so sweet and so kind. You dear child. <laughs> Look, Susu, about your mother. You don't have to worry. I'll send her a wire. Oh, you don't have to. Of course I do. She'll be frantic. Now, how's this? Met your daughter on the train and looked after her all last night. Stop. Stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you will understand my reluctance to part with her. Stop. Stop. So I'm taking her home with me. Stop. Stop. As you can see, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Signed, Major Kirby. <laughs> there. I imagine that'll be a very pleasant surprise to your mother. Certainly will be, Major. It certainly will. <laughs> Well, it does appear as though the major may be in for a minor surprise and the minor may be in for a major surprise. It's all according to how you look at it. Isn't that so, Bob Williams? Why, yes, and many women have their own way of looking at things, too. Now, you take the case of the woman who's worked all day fixing up a swell dinner for company. Well, at the last minute, the company calls up to say they're not coming. So, does this woman get herself into a stew? Does she boil over and throw pots and pans out of the window? No, she just relaxes and says to herself, Why be irritated? Light an old gold. <laughs> Naturally, because smokers, an old gold has all the ingredients for real pleasure. Grand extra flavor, plus special protection against cigarette dryness. You see, Old Gold's blend of great tobaccos, including a touch of tasty Latakia tobacco, is conditioned with the special moisture-protecting agent we call apple honey. Made from the juice of fresh apples, it helps prevent cigarette dryness. So, for a better, keener, tastier smoke, light an Old Gold. And remember, while we're producing all the cigarettes possible without sacrificing Old Gold quality, our armed forces get first consideration. At the same time, we're doing our utmost to assure fair distribution of remaining Old Golds. 
So if you must be content with substitute brands today, be content to know that tomorrow, if you ask, your dealer may have old gold. And now back to Harold Lloyd in the second act of tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation, The Major and the Minor, starring Joan Fontaine and Sonny Tufts. All right, Mr. Lloyd? So a reluctant Susan Applegate finds herself a guest at the Wallace Military Institute, at least for the weekend. Even Pamela has relented and, desiring to make Susu comfortable, has installed her in her young sister Sue Lucy's room. As our scene opens, we find Lucy and Susu talking. Oh, Lucy, what a pretty room. And look at the teeny-weeny goldfish and their flopsy-mopsy tails. And look at this itty-bitty one. He wants his dandy. All right, sister, let's can the baby talk. Well, Lucy, what do you mean? You're not 12 just because you're acting like six. Oh, really, I don't know what you're talking about. I think I'm going to swoon. I mean, I actually am. It would be wasted on me, sister. I'm not a Sinatra fan. See all those books? Biology and anatomy. I'm a scientist like Madame Curie. And you expect to fool me? Why? Look at yourself. And talk about those adolescent adiposity. Adolescent lala what? Baby fat to you. Well, it's completely disappeared. How old are you anyway? 20? 25? Oh, okay, Madame Curie. What's your price? I warn you, I'm a little strapped for cash. That's the reason for this get-up. My dear child, blackmail as such holds no appeal for me. You mean you're not going to tell your sister? No. I don't get it. We scientists have a name for a girl like Pamela. I'll spare you the Latin. I don't think you'd understand it. But translated, it spells stinker. <laughs> She's awfully pretty. So's a black widow spider. And Philip's in love with her. Which end all time the myth of male superiority. You know what Philip wants most in this world? To get into active service. Well, who's stopping him? Pamela. She's moved him on earth to keep him chained to a desk here. Well, I wish I knew someone in the war department. So do I. Anyway, I can't stand Pam. Well, for Philip's sake, I hope you work something out. Who, who would that be? Probably the surprise Uncle Philip promised you. Come in. Miss Applegate? Yes? It has been suggested that the most intelligent member of the cadet corps convoy Miss Applegate on a tour of inspection. Well, I don't know. I really... May uh... I assure Miss Applegate that she will find Cadet Lieutenant Osborne not only extremely witty, but plenty good-looking, too. In certain circles, he's considered very charming company indeed. Well, all right. Uh, when will he be here? Miss Applegate, I am Cadet Lieutenant Osborne. <laughs> And over to your right, Susu, is the statue of General Ezekiel Wallace, founder of the Institute. A great man and a great soldier. Tired? Mm, a little. Then, uh, why don't we sit down? An excellent idea. You know, Susu, had General Wallace been alive, he would have been in Berlin by this time. Really, Lieutenant? Of course, uh, I have my own theory about the German debacle. Now, allow me to illustrate. Now, uh, let's assume your lips represent the heart of the city. Now, the right flank of our army is represented by my right hand. An encircling movement develops. Hey! At the same time, the British second is crouched ready to spring. And before you know it, they take Berlin. 
Why, you little devil. <laughs> Hot stuff, huh? Cadet Osborne. Uh, what? Oh, Uncle Philip. Uh, Major Kirby. You may consider yourself relieved of this detail and report to your barracks. Oh, very good, sir. Hello, Uncle Philip. Hello, Susu. Uh, enjoying yourself? Uh-huh. We were playing games. So, uh... <coughs> so I noticed. Uh, Susu, maybe we ought to have a, a heart-to-heart talk. You see, you're a very pretty little girl. Am I? Of course you are. You've got... You've got, you've got nice eyes and, and uh, good straight legs. Major. Uh, Susa, what I meant was, well, if a boy tries to kiss you, you ought to do something about it. What? Well, maybe if you made yourself a little less attractive, uh, you could bite him. No, no, couldn't do that. But if you were to... Susu. <laughs> do you know what you're doing now? No, Uncle Philip. Well, stop doing it anyway. <laughs> it's not right. Why? Well, it's bound to give a man... <laughs> I mean, a boy, ideas. Well, is that wrong? Mother says ideas are a good thing for young people to have. Not these ideas, <laughs> They're bad for children, and they're even worse for a grown-up. the darndest uncle I ever saw. Say, what are you doing there? I'm about to open this telegram Pamela gave me to send to Washington. That's a federal offense, babe. Too late now. Well, I guess little Lucy knows the score all right. Who's ahead? Pamela. This wire is for Cornelia McWerther. Her husband happens to be a brigadier general. He's the one Philip went to see about being transferred to active duty. Well, not that I care, but what does it say? Well, she wants Cornelia to tell her husband that Philip has an old football injury, which would make him a liability anywhere but here at the Institute. What, uh, what tactics do you recommend, Professor? The Russians did all right with their scorched earth policy. That's good enough for me. Uh, you know, of course, this makes you a partisan in the battle. I know, comrade, and when they catch partisans, they generally throw them to the wolves. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That was your escort My escort? Well, didn't Philip tell you? No Well, Saturday night is the night of the weekly school dance They'll probably make you the belle of the ball You mean behind the eight ball (laughs) Susu Did anybody ever tell you the way you make with the feet is strictly out of this world? Oh, Lieutenant, how you do carry on. I'm serious, Angel. I've been looking for you all my life. Well, I must have kept you waiting at least 14 years. (laughs) You know what I always say? Give me any girl with a sense of humor. Is that what you always say? No, sometimes I just say, give me any girl. (laughs) Now, where have I heard that before? 
Listen, Angel, I've got visiting parent trouble tonight. Pop wants to meet you. Hey, Pop, come on over here and look what Junior found. Well, well, well. Hello, my dear. Hello. Oh, hello. You know, it's a funny thing, but uh, haven't I had the pleasure before? Uh, no, I don't, don't think you have had the pleasure. Well, I could almost swear that Listen, I... Pop, I saw her first. Your face is so familiar. Oh, uh, well... Oh, there you are, Susu. I was looking for... Oh, Uncle Philip, this is our dance, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, will you excuse me, please? Now, where did I meet that child? You know, uh, Susu, I was afraid you'd ditch me for a younger man. Oh, I'd never do that. I like dancing with you. You are a peculiar child. I swear, Susu, if you were only five years older... Uncle Philip, this is my last night here, and there's so many things. Uh, uh, do you suppose that after the dance, uh, I could have a few minutes alone with you? Secrets, Susu? Please, Uncle Philip. All right. Suppose you make it for 10.15, right at this spot. You, you won't forget. Cross my heart. Excuse me, Major Kirby. This telegram just came for you. Thank you. Susu, if this is what I think it is, here, you open it. Bring me luck. Well? Uh, uh, this is to notify you that your request for active duty is hereby granted. You are to report... Susu, do you know what that means? Uh, oh, I'm very glad for you, Uncle Philip. Now, wait till Pamela hears this. She did it. She did? Yeah, she sent a wire to the general's wife. Pamela! Pamela, it's come through. What on earth are you talking about? My transfer. It's here. Transfer? But that's impossible. Uh, oh, how nice. But uh, aren't you forgetting something, Philip? <laughs> there was the little matter of our wedding. Well, we can get a license in the morning and be married tomorrow. And maybe Susu can be the flower girl. No, thanks. I don't understand you, Pamela. Didn't you want me to get this transfer? You sent the wire to General McWertha. So I did, but I was obviously sabotaged. Susu, would you have any idea who's responsible? Uh-uh. Well, it really doesn't matter now. Oh, yes, it does, darling. This is war, Philip. And in wartime, we hang saboteurs. <laughs> Now, here's Bob Williams with an important announcement of special interest to all smokers. As we've done before due to wartime restriction, the cellophane wrapper on old gold packages will be removed for the warm months ahead. Cellophane is most effective during the winter months when artificial indoor heat tends to dry out tobacco. But during this summer, and for the first time since the beginning of the war, old golds will again have the special protection of aluminum foil, which was released in limited quantity for packaging. So, Old Gold's unique blend of many tobaccos, including its touch of rare imported Latakia tobacco, will still be doubly protected. Protected by aluminum foil and protected by apple honey, which helps guard Old Gold's against cigarette dryness. Yes, the grand fragrant aroma and swell taste of Old Gold will still be well protected to give you your full quota of smoking enjoyment. If you're not already getting Old Gold's wrapped in aluminum foil, They'll be coming to you in their new dress real soon. Distribution is just about complete. So keep asking for Old Gold and enjoy a finer tasting cigarette. And now back to Harold Lloyd and the third act of tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation, The Major and the Minor. 
starring Joan Fontaine and Sonny Tufts. All right, Mr. Lloyd? So it's an open declaration of war between Pamela Hill and Susan Applegate, and the battle is about to be joined. At H hour, 10.15, Susan is ready to go over the top. She stands at the door to the armory where Major Kirby is waiting for her. Her plan of attack is to reveal herself in her true colors, and very pretty colors they are at that. Major Kirby! Major Kirby! Hello, Miss Applegate. Oh, uh, oh. I thought it wise to postpone your appointment with Major Kirby. I told him the excitement of the bell was just too much for little Susu. She had quite a tummy ache. Oh, I see. I wouldn't go yet. Maybe we can have a little chat. I had a very informative one before with Mr. Osborne. So, naturally, it comes as no surprise to me that the little caterpillar turns into a beautiful butterfly at 10.15. All right, let's drop the cat and mouse stuff, Miss Hill. I make a very bad mouse. All right, Miss Applegate. What do you think will happen to Major Kirby's career when they find out about that night on the train and is bringing you here to associate with 300 innocent children? Oh, you know he hadn't the faintest idea. All right. What are your terms? Unconditional surrender. Either you leave tonight without one word to him, or there's going to be a rip-snorting scandal with somebody cashiered out of the service. Somebody rather useful. Thank you for putting it on such a patriotic basis. And now, don't you think you'd better hurry if you're going to make the 11.45 train? And uh, watch yourself crossing the campus. That's quite a costume you're wearing for a girl of 12. You should be glad I'm not 12, Miss Hill. I was an awfully straightforward child. I used to spit. What's the matter, lady? You look worried. I am. I was wondering whether I could have missed the 11.45. No, she'll be along any second now. Thank you. Yeah, there she comes now. About ten minutes late, isn't she? Major Kirby. Hello, Susu. Um, what are you doing here? Well, I'm crazy about railroad trains. Uh, oh, you are? Uh-huh, and you? Well, I'm on my way to Stevenson, Iowa. Well, now, that's a coincidence. That's exactly the place I was bound for. Why? Well, I had a little talk with a friend of mine named Lucy Hill, and she convinced me that I ought to investigate the local talent. Seems to think I could do a lot worse than marry one of their hometown girls. And then my next stop is Berlin. Uh, well, if you're planning to visit Berlin, I might be of some assistance. <laughs> you know the town? No, but I have my own theory about how it might be captured. Now, um, assume your lips represent the heart of the city. Now, the right flank of our army is represented by my right hand. A slow <laughs> encircling movement develops. I see what you mean. And at the same time, the left flank of our army is crouching ready to spring, and before you know it, they take Berlin. <laughs> How can we lose? <laughs> the story of the major and the minor and to Joan Fontaine and Sonny Tufts our thanks for a most entertaining half hour next Sunday night we are very happy to welcome Mr. Edward G. Robinson in a radio version of the Warner Brothers picture 
a slight case of murder. Good night, folks. Until next Sunday. See you then. The Major and the Minor was presented through the cooperation of Paramount Pictures, whose current picture is practically yours. Joan Fontaine appeared through the courtesy of David O. Selznick. And now until next Sunday evening, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness and to give you more smoking pleasure. This is Bob Williams saying good night for Old Gold. Broadcasting Company.